Helping to build the faith Passing the faith along to my brother Passing the faith along Passing the faith along to my brother Passing the faith along Helping to build the faith of another Passing the faith along Sharing the word of hope with my brother Welcome to Brewing Faith. We are live. It's 10 o'clock. It's, is it Friday? It's Friday. No, it's Thursday. It's Thursday. We're getting all mixed up this morning. Tomorrow's Friday. Brother Bradford's going to be on tomorrow, Lord willing. I probably should ask him if he wants to be on. He flies in tonight, I think at 11.30 p.m., but uh, it's going to be like, that's only like 9.30 his time, California time. So we are going to look at John chapter 1 this morning. John chapter 1. What an amazing chapter of the book, the gospel, according to John. Have a studio audience this morning. Good to have uh, Brother Matthew with us in studio this morning. And uh, got Bishop and Sister Pearson with us. So Bishop. Or Brother Matthew, if you want to look at the book of the Gospel of John chapter 1, I haven't prepped them, so um, this is just on the fly here. I've got a few notes what I want to talk about, but if they, Bishop, if you have something to add from the book of John chapter 1, we want to hear it from you this morning. But what a fascinating chapter, the book of John, and there are there is a section of the book of John chapter 1 that I want to bring out today and 
and and we're this broadcast of brewing faith is about building faith it's about really on wednesday thursday and friday lord willing i give somebody an encouraging word and that's what i want to do today as that first song says passing the faith along and uh this last week i've been reflecting and thinking about brewing faith and i I think we're just going to make this our theme song to start with every every day because this is about building faith it is about giving somebody an encouraging word Um, it gets to be a long week and wednesday we're going to get you through to thursday thursday we're going to get you through to friday friday we're going to get you through to sunday in jesus name i love what brother torres said when he was preaching several times he made the statement i live from church service to church service now, sometimes we've heard that in a negative sense, like, man, you can't live from church service to church service. And I understand the context of that is, like, you can't come to church, like, dragging, like, oh, man, I barely made it another week. But that's not what Brother Torres was saying. He was saying, I live, man, as soon as one church service is over, when's the next one? When when do we get together again as a church family? And I love that that concept because as he was saying it, I was thinking, you know, that is the truth. I live from church service to church service. Man, it was awesome church on Sunday morning, but I know we're going to have awesome church again on Sunday night and, man, Tuesday and then Friday youth and, and just I live from church service to church service. So, so here we go today. John chapter 1, I want to give just a little bit of looking at at John chapter 1 I said it's an awesome chapter uh John chapter 1 verses 1 through 14 when you are uh talking to someone about uh the oneness or baptism in Jesus name this is a great book to go th- go to because it chapter 1 and verse 1 in the beginning was the word the word was with God and the word was God and then verse number 14 and the word was made flesh Wow, that's pretty plain, isn't it? The beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. And the Word was made flesh. God was made manifest in flesh. And He dwelt among us. We beheld His glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So that's the beginning of John chapter 1. So that's a just a beautiful beginning to the book of the Gospel of John. But I want to start verse number 15, and this is just going to kind of hopefully flow together a little bit, but we're we're getting to the latter part of John chapter 1. But John chapter 1 and verse 15, John the Baptist, um, speaking of John the Baptist here, it says uh, that John bear witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me. For he was before me. Now, that's interesting verse. I love the way it states it in there that John the Baptist says, he, you know, we know he was preparing the way for Jesus. He was, he was, uh, he was the voice of the one crying in the wilderness. But he says, he that cometh after me is preferred before me, for, for he was before me. Now, he just he made a mistake there, didn't he? Because he was how 
Who was born first? Was it John? I'm going to ask Bishop. Was John the Baptist born first? Or was Jesus? John the Baptist was born first. So did John the Baptist misspeak here? He said, for he was before me. No, John the Baptist came first before Jesus. So why did he say, for he was before me? Well, we know because, and again, this is a beautiful chapter. It's talking about he was God manifested in the flesh. He was before John the Baptist because he, Jesus is God. So that's an important verse. John said, for he was before me. He said that on purpose. He didn't say that on accident. He was letting them know he was, he was before me. I know I was born before Jesus, but he was before me. And verse number 30, he, it's like, and obviously it's sad that a lot of the Jews did not get it. But in verse number 30, it's like, he's like, I'm going to need to tell you this again. This he said, this is John the Baptist here again. This is he of whom I said, I'm just telling you this again, after me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. Wow. He was God manifest in the flesh. I'm thankful for that today. And John the Baptist was just trying to get that across to his followers, to those around him. So that's John chapter 1, the beginning here. And But that's uh, our brewing faith this morning is really going to deal with the last part of John chapter 1. We just had Brother Torres here uh, having revival and and it was fun listening to Brother Torres. He just loves revival. I don't know. Let me see if I can do it like Brother Torres. Let me see if I can do it like Brother Torres this morning. Whoa! <laughs> I love that one. He's like, whoa! Amen. So here we go. We're going to talk about revival this morning. John chapter 1. I want to have a revival like this. Let's look at John chapter 1 verse 40. And so Jesus is getting followers here. Verse number 40 says, so disciples are starting to follow Jesus. Verse number 40 says, One of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. So they were followers of John the Baptist. And then he first findeth his, his own brother Simon. So Andrew findeth his own, his own brother Simon and saith unto him, We found the Messiah which is being interpreted the Christ. So Andrew goes to Simon Peter and he says, we've found the one that we've been looking for. We have found the Christ. So here, right here, we're having revival. We got Andrew. We have Simon Peter. Wow. These are two of Jesus's great disciples. But the thing about revival you need to always be looking for another follower, for somebody else to follow. And that's what you see here with, with, uh, with Andrew, with Simon Peter. Watch this as we move along. Verse number 43 says, The next day, the day following, so that's the next day. The day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee, and he findeth Philip, and saith unto him, Follow me. So now we've got Andrew. We've got Simon Peter. We've got Philip following after Jesus. And look at this. This man, I, I want some I want some pillars like that. We need to find some pillars. Amen. You never know who you're gonna talk to about God. You never know. Because look at verse number forty four. 
It says, now Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. They were all three. All three of these great disciples were right from the same place. You got Andrew, Peter, Philip now. So now we've got three. The next day this happened. That's revival. And so always as outreach and revival, we're always looking. We're always reaching for someone. Um, I remember a message I heard years ago, and I think I've used this illustration even that you, uh, you, you just keep pushing. You keep pushing for revival. And here you see that it's building. You had Andrew, Philip, uh, uh, Peter, the next day, the next day they were having revival. But this illustration is a story from the gold strike in California. And in this gold strike that uh, this team went in and they, it was after the gold rush, the initial gold rush, and they found a broken down mill in a place where they had been digging. And it looks, if I remember right, they had dug quite a ways, but you could tell it was an abandoned mine. Maybe Bishop remembers this story. You've probably heard it preach. Six inches, six inches from revival. And uh, the, the, it was years later, somebody went into this old abandoned gold mine and where obviously they had given up and they begin to dig again. And within six inches, it was at that time the largest gold strike ever recorded in the state of California. Wow. So it's Andrew, it's Peter, but the next day there's a Philip out there, but it don't stop there. It doesn't stop there. If we keep reading again, this is John chapter one. What a beautiful chapter here. So verse 44, Philip of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter, they're all right from the same place. And look what happens in verse 45. And really my broadcast this morning, I know we're 14 minutes in and I'm really just getting to where I'm wanting to go. I wanted to talk about Nathaniel this morning because verse 45, Philip findeth Nathaniel and saith unto him, here we go again. These guys are excited. They're followers of John the Baptist. We're looking for the Messiah. And Philip tells Nathaniel, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph, whom, whom Moses wrote about in the law, who it's being foretold about, we have found him. So you never know. The next day, reach out. The next day, reach out. Amen. Revival, revival. So Philip, find us Nathaniel. And, and this last part, this is what I just want to focus on this morning a little bit, is this Nathaniel. Seems to be, there's not a whole lot that we read about. Have you preached from Nathaniel very often, Bishop? Uh, yeah, Bishop saying he don't know that he has ever preached about Nathaniel. But it's interesting, and I was just reading about Nathaniel here, just in the Word. And so, so Philip, he continues the revival, reaching out. He finds Nathaniel. He says, we found him, the one that Moses in the law, the prophets, wrote about. And this is what Nathaniel says. <laughs> Listen to what Nathaniel says. Can there good, anything good thing come out of Nazareth? That's what Nathaniel says. Like, really? 
the Messiah is come out of Nazareth. And Philip, he's still excited. He's like, I don't care. Come and see, he says. Come and see. But Jesus, in verse 47, he sees Nathanael coming to him and says, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. Now, from looking at the verse, verse 46, you see why Jesus said, in whom is no guile. Because guile, I believe, Bishop, if I'm understanding it right, it means that he just speaks what he sees. Nathaniel just, he just tells it like, there's no, um, not, no hidden, that's exactly, Bishop says no hidden motive. He doesn't have an agenda. He speaks what he sees, but not in a, not in a crass, uh, negative kind of way, but just very open, very open and honest. And he was probably speaking the truth here, and the truth was, Jesus wasn't really Matthew. Jesus wasn't really of Nazareth anyway. So Nathaniel, uh, Nathaniel might have been on to something because where was Jesus from? He's from Bethlehem. So, but anyway, so, but Jesus here says to Nathaniel, he says, in whom is no guile? This guy, Nathaniel, he's just, he, he's just going to be open. He's going to be honest. And look what happens in Nathaniel's life. Look what happens. We're talking about revival. But it started all the way back with Andrew, didn't it? Now we're at Nathaniel. But Andrew told Simon Peter. And then they find Philip. Then Philip goes and finds Nathaniel. So, so Nathaniel says, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Um, verse number... Uh, and Jesus says, in whom is no guile. Um, verse 48, Nathaniel saith unto him, whence thou knowest me? How do you know me, Jesus? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. I want to build somebody's faith this morning. And there's not a whole lot written on this commentary on the significance of the fig tree. But I believe there's something significant here. Because if you read on, Nathaniel becomes a follower and 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 we're going to... We're going to follow this through. But Nathaniel, when Jesus spoke to him about the fig tree, and he said, I saw thee. Let's see if anybody can remember. What's our theme for 2021? Can anybody remember? What's, I'm asking the studio audience for CAC. It's pray, right? It's pray. <coughs> but here's my take on this with the fig tree. And... The and I didn't write this down. I think I can remember this. I was going through this the other night in church. But pastors talk to you about finding a place in prayer, finding a place that God loves, finding a certain place, finding a place that uh, that God loves, find a place that the devil hates. I hate it when you go to that place and pray. I believe that Nathaniel was praying at the fig tree. If you look in the Old Testament. Many times the fig tree signified the blessings of God. But I believe that Nathaniel, because he was a follower, they were, they were searching for, they were looking for the Messiah. And so just when we look at it that way, when Nathaniel says, how do you know me? What, how do you say that I'm a person in whom is no guile? And Jesus said, before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. I believe that fig tree, I don't believe it's an accident 
that the fig tree is mentioned, but Nathaniel had a place with God. Something significant was in Nathaniel's life that was associated with that fig tree that Jesus, ooh, he just honed in on it. Find that certain place with God. Find a certain place that the devil hates and God loves, and you love to talk to God in that certain place in prayer. But look what happens. We're not done. We're still talking about John chapter 1. Nathanael answered, verse number 49, saith unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. His answer to Jesus in verse number 49 lets us know, whoa, You're right. whoa, as Brother Torres would say, Jesus, you know something about me. You, you're the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. And Jesus answered and said unto him, because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou? He asked a question to Nathanael. It was a rhetorical question because Jesus gave the answer. And we're talking about here, we're looking at Nathanael here. God wants to do amazing things today for you. Let your faith be in, increased. Was what was Jesus' answer to his own question? Nathanael, thou shalt see greater things than these. And then the last verse of John 1, Jesus saith unto Nathanael, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter ye shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. And can I just increase your faith to someone this morning with verse number 51. Let God do greater things in your life. Hereafter you shall, I'm telling somebody this morning, I can tell you, hereafter, when you let God, as he found Nathaniel, when you let God find you and do an amazing work in your life, he says, you're going to see heaven open and the angels of God doing amazing, amazing things in your life. And I will have to say, I'm a testimony today, amen, that God can do anything with anybody. If he can do something with me, he can do something with anybody. So let your faith be increased today. Amen. So this is John chapter 1. I entitled this broadcast John chapter 1, but I just wanted to look at Nathaniel here and how when he... And, and I look at it this way here about Nathaniel. He had simple... Matthew, he had simple faith. And I, I believe when Jesus had that rhetorical question, when he said, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou? When he said that to Nathaniel, he was like, I saw your that you just believed. You just believed because your response was, Thou art the Christ. You are who I've been looking for because God, you know, you saw me under the fig tree because you believed. And that's what brewing faith is about. Believe God for miracles. You're going to see the heavens open and he will do it. Man, I could, I want to preach like 15, 20 minutes here right now about letting the heavens be opened in your life. I thank God. He opens the heavens. He's an amazing, amazing God. Bishop, you want to add? I mean, I went on and on about John, John chapter 1 this morning. Do you got anything to add to Brewing Faith this morning? All I want to add is that I'm going to preach on uh, 
this subject when I get to Prince Edward Island, <laughs> step by step, each one touching somebody else's life. Yes, that is a beautiful chapter here of connecting too. There's Absolutely. so many different, yeah. so many different themes going here. But when you touch somebody, when you touch somebody today, when you witness to somebody, when you hand somebody a card, you don't know where that's going to go. Is it going to go to Philip? Is it going to go to Simon Peter? Just keep touching. Yeah, what if one of those had missed in the chain? But God saw that they wouldn't. One was going to reach another, another, and another. You know, and Brother Torres talked about that. And I think we all felt a little, ooh, he hit us when he was talking about reaching out. And he said, you ever, have you ever felt that prompting? And you, uh, and you're like, oh, you just kept on. You didn't reach out. God help me. God help me not to miss opportunities. Brother Matthew, you got anything to add this morning? He's got a big smile on his face. He's just eating, sitting here. He's just sitting here eating Twix bars. That's what he, oh, he hasn't ate one yet. <laughs> God's good. Love y'all. Let your faith be increased. And uh, keep touching people. You never know who you're going to touch. And connect. to be the. You might be touching and connecting the key to the city. Amen. I thank God for revival. But there is, let's don't, let's don't put limits on God, what he can do. Amen. Look forward to tomorrow. Uh, Lord willing, we'll have Brother Bradford on for us. And uh, look forward to that very much. Love Brother Bradford. Thank you for tuning in today. He is an amazing God. Uh, have a great day in the Holy Ghost. Pray, read your Bible. Find a place. Find a place under a fig tree. I don't know if we have any. Do we have any? We probably don't have fig trees in Wisconsin. Maybe a, maybe an oak tree. But find you a place. Devil hates. God loves. And you have a communication with God. Love you all. God bless you. Jesus said